You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rockstar is a mentality. Rockstar is what you do. Just because you play rock doesn't make you a rock star. Rockstar is an embodiment. Rockstar, the term rockstar is literally in how you look, how you act, what you do, how, like, how you perceive yourself. Being a rockstar has nothing to do with the music you play. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of 2020. I am Siobhan Cronin here as always with Benny Goodman and Corey Peza. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Cheers to everyone here. 2020-D.com. Go check out all of our prior episodes. But this week, back for part two with my dear friend, Cody Ash, incredible drummer extraordinaire with Jelly Roll, with Siler, has an amazing YouTube channel. We really got in deep on this episode. Grab a drink. Uh, crack it Absolutely. open and, and join in the fun because it's a good one. He has literally the most beautiful mullet that has ever <laughs> existed in time, which is yeah. fantastic. It's a serious. That's a serious accolade considering the '80s happened. Absolutely no. This it was a fun episode because we got in deep with with uh, um, with Cody, and it was just really cool to hear, especially the stories of getting in with Jelly Roll and a lot of his experiences just touring. So, without further ado. Part two with Cody Ash. First off, this guy has a fucking, like, you could see him from a mile away, just his silhouette of, like, beautiful locks from just behind the head, with beautiful <laughs> mullet in the sky, with his trucker hat, with a fucking fish hook through it, crazy glasses that scream, Hulk Hogan, 1987, WrestleMania, the dude fucking plays drums like nobody's fucking business, larger than life, in more than one fucking way, Cody Ash, how are you, my friend? Oh, dream living, baby. Dream living. <laughs> Should I change my shirt for this? Do they need to know that we're in? No, oh, no, we it's fine. We, we've we shamelessly g- admitted that we do these in the same night, so it's no, totally no. fine. <laughs> I missed the big one. What? What's the big one? Go ahead. I was saying he plays with a rapper who I looked up, who's in surprisingly large for me not being aware, but who I live in a basement, but Jelly Roll who's a fucking a killing it for a long time, apparently, and this dude's killing it with him. I had to go onto the internet and see for myself, but it's a thing, and it really exists out oh, there. It is a thing. He's, he's crushing right now, man. I'm so proud of him. I'm yeah, so happy for him. It's amazing. I mean, I was completely... I mean, I've been blown away by you and your playing aside from that, but I mean, when I first saw you guys at the festival at Blue Ridge that we played together... I was like, wow, there is an insane energy on stage right now. Like, I don't remember the last time that I felt that level of engagement. Like, I was just so drawn in Yo, to was, everything that was going on. I don't think you understand. I have to, to I don't know if I even told you this that day. I, we, we ended up passing that Jameson around and it was awesome. Um, <laughs> but 
Do you know how stoked I was when I saw you and your uh, your husband or fiance? No. Uh, he's my husband now. Yeah. Husband. Well, he was okay. husband at the time too. Yeah. Probably. Um, when I saw you and your husband standing side stage. Now, no disrespect to him, uh, but I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was playing and I was like, oh shit, she's here. Oh, she's here. I, can't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have no. never guessed. I was just like, yeah. No, but I was like, Javon's the reason like, that show is so awesome. Well, like I said, I, I was, I was just so, I was like, oh my gosh, this woman is a professional musician. I, sh- I have to be perfect. I have to be perfect. She's so Oh my great. gosh, I, I feel bad now. Um, no, no, <laughs> no, no. You killed it. You would, you would have killed it with or without. I mean, it was, it was amazing. It was like <laughs> I was so glad that I was able to see it, and yeah, I, I can't even put into words how I left that, and I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I've just had. A religious experience yeah like well, that's course, really how intense it felt yeah after i mean after I, once i saw that all of you guys were there i was like i mean of course i already I already knew adam before that prior um but once i saw like all all of you guys showed up to the set i was like that's it we're hanging out i'm that's it i've already decided we're hanging out and so we got done with the set i immediately ran off and grabbed the jameson and i ran to your trailer and i was like who wants a fucking drink <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, it was a great time. And then uh, some, some of the like <laughs> Haley, Haley, and um, and some other people, like some of the pop evil guys, they all came over, and we just all started drinking. It was it was awesome. What a time! Oh my- I love yeah. that day. What a time! So, no, it was, so for it was people great. that oh, I'm, I'm very curious. So for people that don't know, like me and Corey, tell us about Jelly Roll because. I, I was today years old when I even knew about this guy and he's fucking phenomenal. But like for the other people in our demographic that have no idea that that's not something you eat. What, um, who's, who is this guy? Do you want to know about his music or him as a person? Cause what I should talk- we know? Tell the stupid stoner everything that I need Man. to be programmed well, with. So I I'm can spell it out to other people on Facebook angrily. I'm going to start off with him as a person. Cause have you ever seen, you ever seen a movie? Let's. You ever seen Mr. Deeds? Of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Jelly Roll is literally the living embodiment of Mr. Deeds. <laughs> like, at, ex, except after, you know, Adam Sandler inherits all the money. Like, dude, Jelly Roll is the hands down sweetest, sweetest man on earth, but will also literally fuck you up um, <laughs> if need to be. Um, but he is, he, dude, he just does so much for everyone. And, and, um, he's, he's so kind and his wife is so kind. Like he, he, dude, I, I can't, I can't say enough good things about that guy. I mean, dude, we'll let her, we'll literally be on the road and we'll stop at like a flying J and he'll like, he'll put his card on file and he'll ring up like, thousand two thousand dollars for like every customer in there he'll just pay for everyone's stuff like he's that kind of dude it's amazing he's the kind of dude that's like you want gas uh just put it on my card and he'll just sit by the cash register and let everybody check out all up under his card get their food get everything and he's like uh has it hit this amount yet yeah okay cool yeah let's uh we'll probably cut it off here and he'll just like pay for everyone's stuff and like just always taking people out and just always you know 
Just ta- he just takes care of everyone. What gas stations of- does he frequent? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, we it's not it's not even him. It's it, you know it's not really even him. It's just like you know what if we stop at like a, a truck stop, like a Flying J or something. What you know something like that. But yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we need we need that gas paid for right now. I could I could feel that sort but, of energy from him on stage though. I could he's got that intensity of like somebody that's got like a really it seems to me like a really good soul, you know what yeah, I mean? And I think it that, translates in his performances too. That man has an incredible soul. He he genuinely just just loves life and just cares and and wants everybody to have fun and be happy like like there was one time I I like I mean, I probably didn't mess up bad enough for, to where the crowd noticed, but like I, I, I felt that I didn't play well, so I came off stage really bummed out. And he like walked in the room and he was like, "What's going on, Bubba? You okay?" And I was like, "I was like, man, I was like, I just, I don't know, I just didn't play how I wanted to, you know. I feel like I embarrassed you." And he was like, it got real serious, and I was like, "Oh God!" And he goes, "Did you have fun?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, dude, I always have fun with it." And he was like. And that's all that fucking matters. Keep your head up. And I was like, all right. <laughs> you know, he's just like, it's a good he's boss. Just that kind of dude. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's, he's just great. Um, I can't say enough nice things about that guy. Um, and then as far as his music, um, you know, his music embodies that of like um, struggle and, and, and overcoming obstacles and overcoming you know life he talks a lot about addiction he talks about a lot about um you know being in jail and 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 a lot of just like deep 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 stuff that really really attached to a lot of people um because from his past and and the things that he's gone through and uh you know, I I I I don't want to speak on. You know, I'll, I'll let him speak on on sure. that stuff. Hopefully, one day. I, you know, I don't want to give out a lot of details, but you know, he 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 did do some time, and and he you know he came out of it, and um, yeah, he's you know he he's very 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 positive person. Like you know, he had a, he did some he had some rough stuff, you know, go on, and he went through some rough stuff, and. Yeah, he's just he's incredible. Uh he has an amazing family. Um great wife, beautiful daughter, just you know, just great. He's great. Every, everything about them is great. They're awesome. I love them. I love them so much. Um, how, how did you guys connect? Um so well, I'll, I'll touch on that in a second. Yeah, so sure. uh, also with with his music, he's like so he comes from rap. He like started do, with a lot of rap and um started with with like rapping for a long time and then he kind of started putting a little bit of rock in there and then he's like touching on country now so now he's like doing this rap rock country and he has currently he's like he nelly has, he's like um, fucking nelly dude no nowhere near nelly he's like uh, but nelly did rap nelly no. did rock nelly did Yo, country nelly never did okay hold on what what rock did nelly do what rock did nelly do Grills is a pretty rocking song. That's like domination by Pantera. If we're gonna give any comparison, we're gonna we'll we'll I'm do kidding. like um the only comparison that I would say I'm is Jelly Roll is his own person, 
but if there was anything that was close to touching on it is he would be a, a modern day kid rock sure if that makes sense i can see that um as far as the fact that kid rock came from hip-hop and kind of started and then he you know incorporated metallica riffs and and heavy riffs in his songs and then he started kind of doing like the country stuff with Cheryl Crow. Um, Jelly Roll embodies that. I he, he doesn't embody, like he doesn't look up to Bob or, you know, Kid Rock to like for that stuff. But he like the, the form, you know, the formula is like, you know, he comes from rap and that's the only like similarity of what it yeah, is. He's but, got like, a Jelly persona Roll, for sure. Yeah. Like Jelly that Roll he really is, embodies that sort of American I feel like he's yeah, sort yeah. of the authentic American artist that he's got. Yeah. He's got all these different styles, mm-hmm. um, you know. And I'll, I'll say, as somebody that hadn't heard of him and hadn't listened to the music coming to see you guys play, I was like, it really stood out as very unique in a rock festival because I'm kind of used to a lot of similar looks and styles, and you know, yeah. a lot of the same artists that have come, you know, come and go through the different festivals that happen across the U.S. and Europe. And I was like, and what is Jelly s- Roll? And then I saw you guys and I'm like, wow, this blows my mind. Yeah, you watch us fucking degenerates walk off the bus like some fucking white trash. And like we just got out of a No, but that's metal, dude. In a world of periphery. No, seriously, dude. In a world of like peripheries and all. Like, I'm not a huge fan of all this new metal crazy animals as leadership. I just, I can't handle it. I think that you guys... Like, just what you're talking about. That's way fucking more metal, dude. Like, going on stage and being like, I'm going to troll all these fuckers by putting, like, a fishing thing in my head. And, like, and owning it. And, like, just, yeah. like, I, I, that's already more. And the way that he said, you know what? Did you have a good time? Like, did you have fun? That's fucking metal, dude. It doesn't matter if you even play good. Just go out there and fucking do what you do, man. Oh. And, like, I, I got to tell you, like, that's fucking metal. And I, with all these shitty bands on all these festivals that are just sound the same, I want to see you walk out behind the fucking Megadeth-style drum kit and just play uh, like you do, man. <laughs> one day. One day. Um, I I will say this on, on that. I'm glad you brought that up because... Um, I, I had... I kind of had this epiphany. It took me a long time to, to actually realize this, but um, rappers started saying this lately because rappers are the new rock stars. Mm-hmm. And someone said that. and I was like, no, that's not how that works. I was like, people that play rock are rock stars. And someone told me they said, or no, I watched, I watched an interview and I, and you know what? I think I want to say it was MGK. I could be wrong. Um, but, you know, he's had a lot of people talking shit about him recently. And, and he said, um, Rockstar is a mentality. Rockstar is what you do. Just because you play rock doesn't make you a rock star. Rockstar is an embodiment. Rockstar, the term rockstar is literally in how you look, how you act, what you do, how, like, how you perceive yourself being a rock star has nothing to do with the music you play. You can be a rock star in country. Morgan Wallen's a fucking rock star. Machine Gun Kelly's a rock star. Lil Wayne's a rock star. Trippy Red's a rock star. You know who bring me the horizon. Those are rock stars. Nickelback. Those are rock stars. You know what I'm saying? It's not in Motley Crue, rock stars, poison rock stars. It's, it has nothing to do with what music you play and everything to do with what you bring to the table, the attitude rock star is an attitude. And, uh, I just, I really like that. Um, 
I really like that. Just, you know, to, to touch on what you were just talking on. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and, you know, Jelly Roll and you and the whole band really encapsulates that. I mean, you guys have like such a big energy when you come on stage. And right. I guess to go back to what Corey was asking, I'm curious to hear how you landed in that. And, you know, what, what, what was the process like of crossing paths with Jelly Roll, getting into that that band? Like what, what happened there? <laughs> oh, I actually had nothing to do with Jelly Roll. It was really funny. Okay. Um, so, uh, I, this actually comes from my years and of networking and, um, so be ready for the story. So back in like 2015, I had some buddies that were in a band called XXI and they went and recorded with producer named Andrew Bayless and probably wrote hands down sickest record I've ever heard in a long time it was way before their time they they were doing they brought back like mainstream rock new metal before anybody else was touching on it and mm-hmm. um which is sad that it just it just got slept on and nobody ever realized it it's a freaking phenomenal record um but andrew bayless is an incredible writer incredible producer he's fucking amazing and so I, he was in Cleve or he was in Maryland. Then he moved to Cleveland. And then I met him with my local band, O Kingdom. And when I, when we were up in Cleveland on tour and me and him kind of became buddies because he was friends with all my other friends in Cleveland. Um, and then I found out he did the XXI record and I was like, Oh, this is sick. We need to come do a record with you. Um, so I just really started keeping in contact with him. And then I joined Siler and just so happens that, uh, Siler was writing songs with Andrew and I was like, wow. So then me and Andrew just ended up becoming like friends, like pretty good friends. And I started, um, I started managing a band. And so I started sending them to him to write with and, and produce and record. So he's done all of their stuff. And, um, so they, uh, one day he was like talking to me. He was like, man, I'm like, I don't I think we were both just drunk and just rambling he was like man i need to i need to do something to make money i need to i need to get out of rock i just keep working with these small bands and i'm not getting like the crazy paychecks and i was like move to nashville i was like go to go to country he's like man i don't know shit about country like i was like dude just do it and so if i'm not if i'm not mistaken he ended up getting a uh there's a guy down here in nashville uh he's in a band called savage after midnight and uh, he's his name's shy he's an awesome dude incredible um but andrew ended up getting to record savage after midnight and uh they flew andrew down here to record the record or drove him down here to record the record or something and uh shy was friends with jelly um so let's rewind just the hair uh back in 2018 i was on tour with wage war uh and we were in Europe and me and Cody Quistad, we were like, it's like one of my boys, one of my best friends of all time. And um, me and him really correlate with like country music. And we were just really, we were just talking about it. And like, man, I was telling him, I was like, dude, I think I want to be in country. Like I kind of want to do this. And um, so I lived in Kentucky at the time. And I was like, I was like, man, Nashville's only two hours away. I need to start like doing this. So uh, when the uh when we got home from that tour i started just like making small trips to nashville to like start networking and doing all this stuff um so then 
Bayless ends up getting fast forward. Bayless ends up getting the um, Savage After Midnight record and coming down to Nashville. Well, Shy was friends with Jelly Roll. So one night they all have just a late night. They're all going out and drinking. Apparently Jelly wants to go write music and record songs. So they all go back to Jelly Roll studio on Music Row and Bayless is a producer. So he's like, yo, I'll, I'll write, I'll produce whatever. Jelly fell in love with him. He was like, dude, I'll move you down to Nashville. Come work for me. Come work out of my studio. I'll make you a deal. We'll do this, blah, blah, blah. So they go and do that. And Bayless moves to Nashville. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, within, um, within a month of him being in Nashville, people found out he was a rock producer. So all these country artists started wanting to work with him. And so he was getting country artists in the studio that I was like fan, a fan of like wow. fa- big fans of. And, uh, and so he's like telling me all these people he's meeting doing all this stuff. And so I'm like, man, I really need to get down there. So this is during the pandemic or this or during 2020. So we like, I start coming to Nashville like twice a month. I'm like just making trip down weekend trips. And I'm like, yo, I'm, I need to, go network. I'm doing this stuff. I'm going to bars. I'm going to the studio, showing up to writing sessions, doing all this stuff and just meeting people. And during this time I ended up meeting like one of Jelly's managers, um, like the keyboard player that's wrote on a bunch of his stuff. Um, and just like a few people that are like affiliated with him. And then also I was at his studio all the time. So sometimes he'd just pop in and I didn't even, I didn't even know him really. I, he'd just pop in and I'd get up and I'd shake his hand and uh well ben got tired of my of my talking <laughs> oh um, i don't even know what happened it's to a him, short <laughs> attention span i wouldn't take it personally <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so uh sorry i i know my i'm so bad no at it's no, no no it's no it's great it's super interesting i mean there's a lot of detail so, in this it's i have headphones on so uh, <laughs> go let my dog and i could hear him whining i'm so sorry i have a dog yeah. now that dictates my entire life even if okay, I'm we're on in a the show. middle of a good story so we'll talk about you later ben <laughs> so um we like yeah so i'm just going down to nashville all the time all the time meeting people like meeting country artists and like dude i need to get in the country world like i want to do this so bad and um <clears throat> and so yeah they um you know, and one time I'm down there with Siler because we're down there like writing some some demos and I'm sitting outside in my truck and, and Jelly pulls up. And this is when I had like my full blown like blonde mullet. Uh, I mean, I still have it, but I, it was like, <laughs> like what's it was, changed? It was coming in. It was coming in. Define full blown. And he has this like, uh, no, it was it was just like a little bit shorter than this at the time. Like at the time it was still coming in. Um, and and Jelly pulls up in his big ass Dodge Ram, freaking looking like a gladiator truck on like six inch lift. And he stops and he goes, yes. Damn, boy, that's the nicest mold I ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> and I, was, I turned around and yes. it was, I turned around and it was Jelly. I was like, I mean, I'm at his studio. Like, um, and I turned around and it was him. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, hey, man, how are you? And he was like, I'm doing good, Bubba. Just come here for a meeting. And I was like, all right. And so he he pulls in. He goes into his meeting. And, um, you know, we go back to writing and shit. So I go, whatever. Uh, I go home. And then, like, Bayless calls me. He's like, hey, man, we're going to get you to drum for Jelly. I was like, he already has a drummer. Don't get my hopes up like that. I don't – I'm not even going to pay attention to it. I'm not even going to sweat it. And – about three months go by he starts having rehearsals uh 
I guess something just went south with his old drummer. Um, I'm not going to go into full detail. It wasn't, it wasn't like a fight. It wasn't like a fight or anything, but like, you know, something just happened with, with their old drummer. His mullet wasn't good enough. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, (laughs) and then I, it, I was sitting at my vape shop job selling e-cigs and e-liquid accessories (laughs) <laughs> and I got a call from, from Jelly's manager. Well, no, actually, sorry. Preface. The night before, I was out getting shit-faced at the bar that I bartended at. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, I was sitting at the bar with, with uh, my buddy who drums for Knock Loose. Me and him are just sitting there kicking back shots. And um, it's like 2 a.m. And I get a call from from uh, one of the guys in Siler. And he's like, hey, how well do you know the Jelly songs? And I was like, I don't know, dude. It's rap. I could probably just fucking play it. And he, I was like, I know, I know some of them. He's like, oh, okay, cool. And then I get a call from Bayless, and he's like, hey, how well do you know the Jelly songs? And I was like, what is going on, dude? <laughs> and uh, I was like, Miguel just called me. And then his keyboard player texts me. He's like, yo, do you know the Jelly songs? And I was like, yo, oh my, what is happening? And um, I was like, don't. I was like, whatever. This has happened like twice now. I'm not even gonna. I don't fucking care. And um. So the next day, you know, I'm hung over at the vape shop selling to people that are just way too disrespectful. And uh, <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh, my God. Yeah, people get real serious about vape stuff if you don't have their <laughs> liquid in. It's really crazy. Um, <laughs> and, and I get a call from one of his managers and he's like, hey, it's like 11 in the morning. He's like, hey. And I was like, what's up? And he's like. How fast can you make it down to Nashville? And I was like, well, wow. I was like, and this is a, this is a Thursday. So Wednesday night at 2 a.m. was when I was getting texts. And then Thursday at 11 a.m. I get a, get a call. And I was like, well, I'm at work. Uh, uh, I, it'll take me an hour to find someone to cover and go pack my drums. And it'll take me two and a half hours to get to Nashville. Uh, I could be there by seven. And he was like, all right, cool uh yeah get here asap and i was like all right and he hung up and i was like all right <laughs> so I, I call my boy and i'm like hey come cover my ship this i don't know what's going on but i need to go to nashville and uh and so he's like all right i'm coming i'm coming and so he comes and covers me i go home i pack my shit and i, I drive straight to nashville this motherfucker i you know and he's on the drive he sends me 18 songs or not jelly but hit they send me 18 songs and they say, um, learn all these. We might play some of them. And I was like, <laughs> what? these are, these are all, these, these are all the songs we might play. And I was like, what does that mean? So I just throw them on a playlist and I start listening <gasps> to them on the two and a half hour drive. And I'm like, shit. All right, fine. Like, we're cool. Cool. Like we're fine. We're good. We're fine. Everything's gonna be fine. And, um, I like jet down there thinking, thinking I'm like jetting down there to rehearsals. I get 30 minutes outside of Nashville and I call up my boy and I'm like, Hey, um, send me the rehearsal spot address. Like I, I'm like 30 minutes out. And he goes, (laughs) he goes, there's a change of plans. I was like, what's wrong? And he was like, we're not rehearsing tonight. And I was like, what do you mean? We're not rehearsing tonight. I just got sent 18 fucking songs that I've never played. And he was like, uh, yeah, Jelly doesn't want to rehearse. He wants to go to a steakhouse. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and so he sends me the address to fucking Jeff Ruby's, 
Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking great. <laughs> That's a rock star. So, that guy's a rock star. That That's em- so metal. is the embodiment of rock star. That's fucking metal. So I show up and I pull in. I get out. Valet walks up. He's like, oh, I'll take your keys. And I was like, okay, what is happening? And so it takes my keys and I meet up with, with my boy. And Jelly's there and his security guards and our TM and our photographer. And then like uh, in-ear monitor guy, Jack from Sleeping With Sirens, who also plays guitar for Jelly. And then his other guitar player, Casey. And we're, we're all, there's like 12, 12 or 15 of us. And I look at, I look at Jack because he's playing guitar. And I was like, dude, are we not rehearsing tonight? And he was like, I don't fucking know, dude. He's like, I guess, I don't know. He's like, we rehearsed yesterday. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And I'm like looking at her. I'm like tripping. I'm like, I don't fucking, I don't know these guys. Like I'm just meeting everybody. I know, I know our inner monitor Mark. Cause he used to do front of house for Siler and TM us, but like, I, I need to practice. Like, I don't know what y'all are doing. Like, um, why are we getting steaks right now? I got 18 <laughs> songs to learn. <laughs> and, uh, me just being, you know, a perfectionist. I was like, man, I really need to practice. And, and, so I'm sitting there like tapping like at the table. I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, I don't want to lose this job. Like, I need I need to get this. And Jelly, Jelly notices it because I'm like sitting next to him and he goes, Are you okay, Bubba? And I was like, Yeah, man, I just uh I just got sent 18 songs, really need to rehearse. And he was like, You really need to calm down. Enjoy your steak. <laughs> and I was like, if you don't care, I don't care. Let's go, baby. Like, <laughs> let's have a good time. So I, he was like, I'm going to get you shots. I'm going to get you a beer. We'll just kick back and just, he's like, just relax. You're going to be fine. You rehearse tomorrow. Just rehearse tomorrow. And I was like, all right, cool. So we went and rehearsed the next day. And um, <laughs> we went and rehearsed the next day. And uh, we had 10 hours of rehearsal. And then we left that night at 10 p.m., and then the next day we played a show for 7,000 people. Oh my God. <laughs> played a show for 7,000 people on a set list that was on a whim. We didn't get the set list till like 30 minutes before the set. So those 18 songs that we might play were the 18 songs that we rehearsed. And then we didn't get the songs that we were playing until 30 minutes before we went <gasps> for 7,000 wow. people. And this is the first time playing with him. <laughs> Oh my God. Let me ask you really quick, because this is something that has come up in so many episodes that we've done. The principle of just being ready in life for anything like that to happen. When, when you're in that situation, what are you resorting to, to like make that shit happen? Because obviously I know what it's like to have something sent to me and it's like, Oh my God, I obviously can't learn exactly all of this stuff in this given period of time. So, so what do you do? I mean, like, I mean, I guess tell us how it ended up going. I assume it was great. It went great. Um, it went great. It was awesome. Oh my God. It was so awesome. I definitely did not nail everything. Uh, cause there was, you know, when it comes to something like that, um, hip hop music is a little bit easier to translate. If you can find the chorus, um, the hardest part of it was figuring out the pauses and starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where that's where things got a little bit uh iffy because i would like um i think i think jack um so casey the other guitar player he's been with jelly for like eight years so he like knows all the stuff 
uh, Jack had Jack's been writing with Jelly for four years, so he knew a few of the songs, but mainly he just put the key of every song and just played leads and solos over everything. That's the first, like, good for that guy. So that's, that's the benefit of being a guitarist. <laughs> right. Like the first two shows. And so I talked to Casey. I was like, bro, I need you to look at me when I need to stop. Like, count me, like, come back to me and go, one, two, three, four, and then I'll stop. Like, just, I don't know. I can't tell where the, where and when the stops and starts are. I was like, but I can just play a simple kick pattern and I can ride into the chorus and I can I can work around the song. I can do some trap hats and, and make it happen and sound good. I was like, but I don't know where the starts and stops are. So like just help your boy out. And um Wait, but like, oh, do you yeah. know where they are? Do you know where they are now? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, of yeah. course. No, you can't internalize. <laughs> you can't internalize stuff like that in such a short time period. You can have all the training in the world, and it's still a matter of do you know the song? Well, the form. I'm very yeah. curious. No. So this is like definitely like learning like trial by fire, where it's like, hey man, like I'm gonna fuck you if you suck by putting you in front of a ton of people, and you're just literally gonna like it's gonna be your worst nightmare. Literally, do you feel like that? has forced you to, to internalize things faster and do you think it's made you a better player or do you prefer just like being able to sit with songs like a normal human being and that's just how people should do it uh it, it really just depends to be honest like um a lot of the stuff that i've i've had to do has been within given like a week or two notice um and when it comes to like rock and metal like anything that has any sort of intricate patterns, those are always going to be a little bit more difficult. Um, just because you, if you, if a band has a very distinguished breakdown, um, you can't play something different. Like you can't play a different kick pattern than what's written for that breakdown. Like you have to play that, that kick pattern, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, oh, uh, yeah. but with, with rap and country, um, the formula is, you know, it's very verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, end. Um, or it's like chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, solo, yeah, verse, chorus, end. You know, there's a there's a formula to it. It's like and, instinctual and it's pretty, at a certain point. Yeah, it's pretty easy to to map out and to read because that's how that's how a lot of mainstream like hits are. Like it's it's a A B A B thing. Um uh, a B A B A B C A B or you know what? Well, that must be really liberating in the sense that you, as long as you understand like the type of pattern that you're following, yeah, you could kind of yeah. do whatever the fuck you want. Is do Any, you feel like that that's way more like cooler than let's say joining a metal band where you have to learn very specific patterns and that you can add a lot, let's say, to Jelly Rolls like sound because like he's saying just play drums. Like he's probably not saying like play drums like twenty one twelve. No, no, no. I see. I, I don't know. I love, I love personally me personally. I love all of it. Um, it's definitely like, you know, if a country art, if a country or rap artist like hit me up on like a, you know, a two day notice like that, like I definitely think that I could go do it again for sure. But like, for instance, the scary kids, um, their writing style from 05 and 07 is a lot different than like a lot of the metalcore writing styles now. So like they had a lot of songs that were, that would switch back and forth in the middle of the songs from like six, eight to four, four to so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. But their rhythms uh, would be like the way that they would transition in different parts or like 
some of the part, some of the drum fills would go over the one and come in on like the three or land on the two. But then like the count if or and like some of the count ends would like be on the, the end of the two before like the one of the song actually started. And so things like that, I need time with, I need like at least a week to learn those, well, like you're not fucking me. psychic, man. <laughs> like, know? holy shit. Uh, it's like, uh, it's like trying to learn master puppets. It's like, is he speeding up or is he just playing in an ultra complex yeah. time signature? I don't know. Maybe it's just cause it, yeah. yeah. No, are, there, are there any situations and I, it's not really big with, uh, like necessarily rock and metal stuff, but I, you know, I know, I know in country in the Nashville world, do you ever chart anything and have that kind of cheat sheet off to the side? I'll tell you, dude, I tell you what, I, I tried to chart the jelly stuff, um, <laughs> while I was at work finding a, like waiting for my boy to come cover. I was trying to chart it, but I was like, I, I, I had never charted before. Mm-hmm. So I was just writing out way too much <laughs> and I'll be, dude, yeah. I'll be honest. I like, I got to song seven and I, I said, fuck this. And I crumbled it and I threw it away. I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to look at this. I was like, I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm going to find the chorus. I'm going to remember the chorus. I remember the hook and I'm going to know where I'm at. We're going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Don't freak out. <laughs> <That's> like, <spirit. laughs> and, um, but, uh, but honestly, um, you know, it, it, I, I, I should learn to chart better. I, I need, I, that is something that I need to have in my arsenal. And I think it would be, very ignorant of me to not uh, to to not think that I need that because I I'm I definitely need that I need to be able to do that because there I will I do believe that I will run into circumstances where I will need to chart something and I will probably have to have to, to set it up to listen or to look at sorry yeah but. yeah I think yeah the more tools you have the the better off you are of course I mean everyone has different ways of learning but I know even for me like even with star set stuff every once in a while we won't play a song in forever and I do you know just because that's how I grew up I'm I like making sheet music obviously I don't use it live but when I'm first learning the song I like to go through chart it and then I kind of play by feel after that but sometimes if we haven't played something in forever I like to be able to go back and look and be like okay that's what's going on there rather than having to go through the whole process again oh yeah but that, oh, yeah. that's I, I, an incredible story though i'm just i'm totally floored by yeah. all of that <laughs> so for 60 minutes i've been wondering because you said on the first episode that like the last music you got into was uh yeah! heavy metal 80s metal 80s mm. hair metal and i want to know so like oh, talk me, me through some of your fi- I, I want i want to know like talk me and Corey's a, a fucking full-blown aficionado talk me through some 80s metal let's go straight up 80s metal i want to know all what right, you know well, well, my favorite. I, listen, I said '80s hair metal. Yes. Okay, let's, let's go '80s. Yeah, let's that's fine. Get, that's fine. Right that's a completely fine qualifier. Um, totally cool. I'm not. I don't. I I listen to '80s hair metal, and that's that's the gist of it. Um, um, my favorite. I mean, my favorite bands of all time is Motley Crue and Poison. All time, no no ifs ands or buts. My favorite. But I love like. Dude, I love the bands like Pretty Boy Floyd, Warrant, uh, Tiger Tales, Danger Danger, Boy Meets Girl. Um, Faster Pussycat. Uh, Faster Pussycat. Uh, L.A. Guns. Kicks. Uh, yeah. Kicks. Foreigner. Um, Bullet Boys, bro. Bullet Boys. Bullet yeah, boys. dude. Yeah. Um, fucking. 
uh, who did I say? Danger, Danger, LA Guns, Dangerous Toys, uh, Britney Fox, <laughs> Britney Fox, Cinderella, Vixen. Vixen, dude, Vixen is so slept on. Um, Steel Heart, Steel Heart, um, Steel Heart is one of the most slept on bands in the entire world. Oh, they yeah. have better rock. That's Rockstar. That's the band Bro, from uh, yeah. Rockstar. Yeah. yeah. Wait, how about Mark, Winger, Mark dude? Wahlberg. Winger. Stand oh, up yeah. and shout! All those, all those mm-hmm. s- sick songs from Rockstar that Mark Marky Mark was singing. That was Steelheart. Oh, dude, they. Uh, God, I love Steelheart. Um, Mr. Big, uh, Damn Yankees, dude. Damn Yankees is one of the best bands ever. Um, well, Super Group, they were a Super Group. Yeah, Autograph, fucking Striper, Striper was sick. Wait, Jimmy Bell, hold the, f- hold, hold <laughs> the phone. Our friend Jimmy Bell. After like when he was doing our Lost Symphony record, I, I have to say he actually told me this that one of the videos that he posted from Murder of Crows, which is one of the most insane solos in the history of goddamn time, actually got the attention of Autograph, and he went in audition for Autograph, and now he's the the guitarist for Autograph, and wow. he's killing it. I mean, like he's breathe new life into that band because if you've seen Jimmy Bell, he's a left-handed guitarist and he plays, like, he's as good as anybody literally you've ever thought of in your mind this guy's that good and he's an autograph now and he played with us in Lost Symphony so it's just amazing that we could turn up the radio for Jimmy Bell. Can we talk about how creepy the song 17 by Winger is <laughs> and it was just completely socially acceptable at the time? Oh yeah. She's <laughs> only 17. Just those lines. At least he now. Says, yeah. He says, Daddy said she's too young, but she's old enough for what the it was a, It was a different time. It was a different time. Different <laughs> era. And now, and now they, can, they can replace it with 70, and it's age appropriate for them. So how, it, it how works out great. Dude, I'm like, Wait, eight, about- I'm like 17 singing this song. And I'm like, yeah, she's only that. Knowing these dudes are like 25 singing this. And I was like, <laughs> Uncle you know, Tom's Cabin. Think- <laughs> they had Uncle Tom's Cabin. And then how about One in a Million by Guns N' Roses? They didn't even re-release that uh, on Lies. Like that song is fucking nah, sorry. dirty. Uh, I won't back that one. No, um, I won't back that one. Oh, every other one, but that one's a little I bit fucked no, up. No, no, no. I won't back Guns N' Roses at all. Fair enough. I don't, I'm not a, I, I couldn't do it, man. I just never, I think actually, you know what I have, I think they have good songs. I I think they are great musicians and I love what they did for hair metal, but uh, just, uh, it was a little too overplayed for me. I couldn't okay. get everywhere I went. It was sweet child of mine. And I was like, stop, please stop it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like close your eyes forever. <laughs> what they, they do? I mean, I'd, I'd be an idiot to deny that they they have great songs. Like they have great songs, but they're the Nickelback of the '80s, bro. Just about. Would you? Put, would you? I don't know. Would you put them as the Nickelback of the '80s, or would you put like? Would you put like? Um, actually, you know. They're pretty ubiquitous. Yep, I think, I or, think or would you put they're comparable? They're uh, yeah, they're unbelievable players. Like everybody in okay, so singer Chad Kroger is an incredible singer. Axel Rose, one of the greatest of all time. Guitarist Slash 
fucking undeniable heavyweight of fucking yeah. rock and roll. Yes. He really yes. is, yes. including Izzy Stradlin, who of was course. in the original Appetite for Destruction lineup, also heavyweight of rock and roll. And then Duff McKagan on bass, heavyweight of rock and roll. And Steven Adler did so much heroin, he could barely get through <laughs> Civil War when he got to the Use Your Illusion 1. But it didn't matter, because he was in fucking Guns N' Roses, dude. It doesn't Who was the most metal band ever. So and then you have Nickelback, who writes literally songs for Spider-Man. Which is totally lame, but they make so much money that they get like my box to go into their Canadian estates, and like Chad Kroger's probably donating money like to build water wells in like like African countries and shit. Because he's super nice, he's wicked nice. He's doing, he's raising money for AIDS awareness. I'm <laughs> sure he ben. is a oh positive. My God, get to the so, point. <laughs> the point is, is. That Guns N' Roses and Nickelback are totally the same amount of complete ridiculousness and hated, loved in so many ways. The and record and amount is showing. There we go. You yeah, overplayed. I that you was know, my rant. You that argument was really good because um, <laughs> it almost it almost made it almost made me like kind of brings full circle to like the, the what I was saying about Nickelback earlier. It's, you know, maybe. I may see. I might need to change my outlook. You might have just <laughs> made me need to change my outlook on Guns N' Roses, to be honest. <laughs> well, you know, so much is affected by when, at what point in our lives we are when we experience music and what's going on. You know, so I mean, it's even with me. There are some things that I just did not have a taste for several years ago, and all of a sudden I like right. it. So yeah, sometimes cool. you just have to revisit it. Yeah. Wait. Sometimes, okay, I have to sometimes ask. Sometimes we grow. I I for sure believe that we grow. Like well, I, and. I, I, and I, I, let him finish, Ben. Oh, no, no, I'll say, oh, I, hold on. You're good. No, I I love that we all talk here. It's so fucking beautiful. It's a great thing. Um, well, I, I just, fucking ben, oh, my God. My <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He, like, this cannot is resist. The- <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, that, that, ter- that comes back. Dude, I'm so sorry. I was just kidding. That was not real. No, don't uh, be sorry. I'm, uh, I'm, don't I'm be waiting sorry with... We, yeah. So I, like... Um, yeah, I, that brings me full circle to like the country thing because me being a small town, like I was always surrounded by country. Like my parents, my parents are from the city, so they didn't really talk, listen to country much. So I didn't like grow up listening to country. But my my high school was full of bunch of hicks, bunch of rednecks, bunch of like lifted trucks and all kinds of stuff. And I I tried so hard to not be that. I tried so hard to like be the outsider to wear the black skinnies to have the swoopy long hair to be the not i didn't wear like makeup or anything like that but i did so much to not dress in camo and and be that dude uh so i like denied for a long time that i liked country but bro i was working at my pizza shop one day and a brantley gilbert song came on and i was like dude this is heavy as fuck like this is super sick and then a florida florida georgia line song came on and i was Mm -hmm. like dude this chorus is insane like what is happening do i like country and then i just realized that i actually really liked country the whole time and because i was like oh yeah i love brooks and dunn oh yeah i love garth brooks i love leanne ryan i love bill monroe and the bluegrass boys you know freaking yeah. all the all the great dudes sarah evans and, and oh, reba and jody messina i love all of them i loved it i just loved it and i was like i do like country and then i started falling in love with modern country and then i went to a country show and i was like wow i fucking love this and <laughs> yeah it was just yep. yeah so as, a, so as a drummer country production really puts drums at the forefront which is what i love about it like drums sound like comparable to some 80s hair metal songs like they're 
You want to know a fucking crazy story? All right, so you know in Nickelback's song Rockstar when he was like, and what the hell is on Joey's head? You know he says that? Dude, so they're talking about a, a producer named Joey Moy. Joey Moy is the main producer out of the country label Big Loud. And that motherfucker recorded for, uh, he recorded Nickelback for forever, like did the, all the hit albums. And now he works in country and he's doing all the hit country albums. He does like Morgan Wallen, mm. Hardy, all the, all the big hitters right now. It's all Joey Moy. And dude, I had the opportunity. We were all at a bar one night and this is actually a pretty cool story. Uh, Cause my boy uh, drums for a big loud artist. And he's like part of the Big Loud scene. And his brother is like a writer over at Big Loud. We were all at this bar uh, down in Nashville. And uh, big the Big Loud crew was like having a party. And Joey Moy showed up. And I'm like sitting here talking to my boy. And him, him and Joey are like best friends. They love each other. And um, he's sitting here talking to my boy. And Joey walks in. I was like, holy fucking shit, dude. That's Joey. He's like, yeah, that's Joey, dude. Like, it's my fucking homie. I was like, what do you mean? I was like. <laughs> oh that's right you're part of big loud like fuck you dude like, and, and uh and he was like dude you want me to introduce you i was like bro i need you to introduce me that dude has the best drum tones that have ever existed like that dude has my favorite drum tones of all time and um and uh or got the best drum tones of all time and and my favorite it's from for all the right reasons on that nickelback record those are like my idea drum tones every drum should sound like this sound like this and uh he brought me over to him and i i was like joey nice to meet you all the right reasons is the best drum tones in the whole fucking world just (laughs) need to tell you that uh shook his hand and he he looked at me he's like dude thank you so much i'm so glad we're on the same page chug this (laughs) he had a he had a whole he had a like a fucking um a, a big ass like tub of white claws that he ordered from a bar and he pulled one out and he's like, <laughs> I love he that. said, chug this white claw. And I was like, you don't know who you're talking to. And he was like, do it now. And I was like, all right, cracked it, shotgunned it, threw it down. And he goes, his face, he goes, <laughs> like, like, I, like I wouldn't fucking do it. And I looked at him, I, I crushed the can. I mean, it was like two second, two, three second pool. That is fucking rock star. Crushed it right there. Set it in front of him, and he just, you know, looking at me like mouth open, jaw to the ground. And he was like, We need to hang out more. And I was like, Yeah, we fucking do. And uh, yeah, I haven't seen him since. (laughs) (laughs) One of these days it will come back around, though, as we all know. These things don't go away for that long. I mean, everything comes full circle at some point. At some some point, he's going to look at my buddy, he's going to be like, Dude, who was that guy that chugged the white claw when I told him to? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. You are 100% right. It's it's shocking how many times things like that happen. That you guy know? was cool. That guy was awesome. Yeah. But oh, no, my gosh. Was, that's amazing. Just funny stories. I love it. Well, so along those lines, so what, you know, we've talked a lot about some of the things you've done. What What do you see on the horizon for you? Things that you want to do or a goal that you haven't achieved yet that you want to? Like, what are the things that you have, like, in your dreams that you still want to work on? Uh, so I manage and like write for a band right now. Uh, they're fucking incredible. They're called Devil's Cut. And the only reason I took it upon myself to do that was because they deserve everything. Um, Amazing. Yeah, it's one of the only vocalists 
that sounds like he does live on record and mm-hmm. he's incredible. So Shaban, if you guys need a one spot for a headliner, please let your boy know. Yeah. Um, helps me out and save you guys a little money. <laughs> well, let's plug them. Uh, what, what, how can we, how can we at least follow them or find them? Um, they're, so they're called devil's cut. Um, their Instagram is devil's cut music. Okay. Um, they're on they're on Spotify, they're on YouTube, they're on all the major platforms. Um they're they're rock, they're active rock with like a little twist of like pop country to them. Um they're they're fucking incredible. They have a great look, they're tour ready, they're they're just the best, man. They're awesome. Their vocalist is literally the living embodiment of of um he has a very like Chester Bennington style voice with also like his like um, kind of pop country tone. He can hit those crazy rasp screams, but also just hit the beautiful melodies that, that are just they're they're great, man. They're great. And they 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 write with me, they write with like Cody from Wage War, they they write with like some number one hit country guys out in Nashville. Um they're awesome. Yeah. So check, check them out on Spotify, on Apple music, whatever streaming you got. Yeah. We'll Instagram, put out links, links in the description. To check that's it. A, yeah, please, that's please. amazing. I mean, how did you, uh, that's an, a unique thing to get into, like as a performer, I mean, managing and, and working with bands, how did that, I mean, and go on if you had another oh, thought, but I mean, how did you get no, into that? Like, where did no, that come from? So I, I've always been like, I've always, I feel like I've always had like a pretty good like business mindset and I'm always wanting to learn new things. Uh, so how this came along is their vocalist, uh, Trey, he used to own a strip club. Uh, his, nice. his family had had a strip club and it was handed down to him and he owned a strip club that I bartended at. And, um, he used to be in a band called Versus. <laughs> and Miguel who shoots my drum videos, he was shooting a music video for Versus. So Versus they were, they played a headlining show in Louisville and it drew like 350 people. And I was like, okay, I've never heard of this band. Why are they headlining? I know everything about my city. What the fuck is going on? Uh, this is back when I lived in Kentucky. And, uh, cause I'm, I'm from there. I'm from Kentucky. So, so that's like my scene. Um, and so, you know, I, I thought I knew everything about all the local bands that were going on. Cause I'd love to keep up with like local artists and, they so i'm like pissed off because this band i never heard of was headlining for 350 people i'm like what the fuck's going on so uh my buddy miguel ends up shooting a music video for him i listened to their ep and they're fucking garbage they're awful and so i ended up going but i loved their vocalist i loved his voice um they just needed help they needed guidance and so end up going to their music video shoot kind of helping them choreograph like you know how to move and look like a real band didn't didn't really work because they just didn't listen and i was like fuck you guys and uh <laughs> so but i i thought it was really intriguing that he owned a strip club so i started just going to the strip club all the time and just like hanging out with him and drinking i didn't even go for the strippers i literally just went to the bar and was just drinking uh and hanging out with him because he was in a band and uh so then I went and saw him live and he just sounded insane. I was like, dude, I have to work with this kid. I have to make this band good. Like, so I sent him up to Andrew Bayless when he was in Cleveland and, um, they wrote an EP came out really good. It was pretty, you know, pretty standard, like active rock, like nothing crazy. Uh, their image was like, 
you know, what every other band was doing, like just looked good and, you know, whatever, like bomber jacket, skinny jeans, NMD shoes, whatever. Um, and two of the members ended up leaving and doing some other shit. And I looked at Trey and I was like, man, I had this idea of doing this like rock band with a country twist on it. Nobody's doing it. R- country artists are doing more rock shit. Like why can't rock people do a crossover to country? Why can't we do that? Absolutely. And he was like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, yeah. He's like, you know what? That's fucking cool. Let's do that. And so of course us being from Kentucky, um, we are like, yeah, what should we call the band? What should we call the band? And, 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 um, and just devil's cut ended up being the name. And we were like, yeah, that sounds fucking cool. Like whatever. So we called devil's cut. We ended up recruiting members and, um, I was like, okay, I'm going to use my connections to get you guys to write with, you know, we're going to do this the Nashville way. We're going to write with people where it's going to be professional. Um, and just like every other, just like every other professional band, you all go right with, with other people. And, and Absolutely. Yeah. So I sent them down to Cody from wage war. Who's just one of the best writers in the world. And, and they, we start writing it. I tell them the idea. And, and, and so we start writing hits, put out the first song and, and, uh, gets like over a hundred thousand YouTube views over a hundred thousand streams. And I was like, okay, hold on. We, we might like actually have something here. And, um, and I, you know, I get my marketing buddies and, and, and I was like, man, you know what? I think I should just like manage these guys. Like, I think I should just put the title of management on in this and, and really just take the forefront. Like I still have a whole lot of shit to learn. Like, you know, I, I, they're, in, they're doing like some contract stuff for some like festival work this year that I'm still trying to learn the ins and outs of and how to like go, go about it. Like I still need to learn how to like trying to shop them to get them a booking agent and trying to shop them to get them a label and so on and so forth. I mean, I'd love for them to stay independent, but them pulling out of their pockets for music videos is starting to become a law. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, no, but this is, this is amazing that you stepped into that. That is yeah. like, I, I just love everything that you're talking about. It's, it, go on. It's amazing. So I'm like really like trying to step into this role of, of like, I was like, man, you know, I, I you know, maybe that this could be an awesome like thing. And also like, these guys are way too good in doing something so different that no one else in this rock world has seen. And they look different than literally everyone. They literally look like white trash fucking rednecks from Kentucky. And like, but they're out here writing sicker riffs than half the bands that are getting signed. But I feel like a lot of these labels and booking agents are so scared to like take on something new that, you know, I'm, I'm starting to have like a difficult time trying to just get them anything. But, uh, Cause it's, it's a, it's a, tr- it's a tricky slope, but I don't know if you get two songs, if you've released four songs and two of them got picked up on octane without a label and it was all organic and nobody had to say anything. Like, I think that shows that you have something. And I was like, I mean, nothing I ever did got on octane except for Siler, but we had label support behind us. Sure. Devil's cuts released two songs that have both went to octane with no help. And, and, I'm like, all right, we might have like something here. So I'm, I'm working my butt off and yeah, I just, I stepped into the management role and like, I've, I just think these guys deserve to be heard and deserve. Then they put on a crazy show, man. We, they, these motherfuckers brought out hay bales on stage (laughs) and had like shooting targets. Like (laughs) they put up, they put up hunting blinds on a drum riser. It, <laughs> that's so amazing amazing it, they just they're fitting the whole image like that's awesome these guys these guys just party and and 
love to have a good time and and i'm just i'm so happy for them and we're just we're getting them there so i yeah but yeah i just i stepped i was like you know what i need to take over this role nobody's noticing them like i'm noticing them and, and i'm we're like we're gonna make this happen that's, that's amazing awesome, <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're coming up on the end of our second hour here. Damn uh, it! You are a fucking oracle. I'm. Li- yeah. yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> wow, this is so fun. Dang. Yeah, I'm so yeah. I'm so glad. Oh, it was so good, great to have you join us. I mean, so many stories. I we clearly <laughs> need to do another few rounds of this because there's oh, just like please. so much untouched territory here. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm. I mean, dude, we we could just stay on here for another hour if you want to get episode three in. I'm here. Ask you. Let me know. I know everybody else is probably trying to go down and stay up and party a little bit, but you know, we'll make you shotgun a white claw right now. I'll shotgun a I'll shotgun a bush light for you. I was always told in rock and roll, leave them wanting a little more. I got and fresh bush light in the fridge that I can shotgun for you right now if that's what you want. Look, oh look, my we're gosh. Not, we're not going to stop you from doing that, but <laughs> we're all I mean, not going to record. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> guys, I love this. This will be the grand finale. Yeah, obviously, if, you, if you're just listening to this episode, I, I hope you've enjoyed it so far. Make sure you go back and check out the YouTube uh, 20, channel. 2020-D.com. Get you to everywhere you want to go, whether you want to hear it or see it, but you should probably see it. All right, and now we were about to get a live on the cast shotgun of a bush light. First time ever on 2020. He's going full bush. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's a full bush. There it is. Jordan that was w. the fastest shotgun I've ever seen in my life. Cheers. Cheers. Wow, dude. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anybody time that? that <laughs> I was just saying, that was the fastest shotgun I've ever seen in my life, like world record worthy. <laughs> hey, I'm here for the challengers. Anybody want to challenge your boy? Bring it uh, if we're going to, to throw that gauntlet to the next guest. I don't see. <laughs> if you you set the chicks. record. I don't think anyone can win. I don't think anyone can win against that. That was that was insane. I was going to say, if, if you were a chick, a lot of people would want to marry you. But then I realized that no, probably a lot of people were turned on by the fact that you just did that. That was fucking. That was superhuman, right. man. But let me. But let me tell you something. So first off, if you wanted to know, like, are you brandable? this way I, I one million gajillion a million percent patillion percent what you are like a kenny powers meets country <laughs> meets plays fucking rock and roll like you are rock and roll and the fact is is like you're a super nice guy and i'm sure if you do funny stuff and you are just who you are naturally that maybe like if someone watches like one or two videos maybe they won't get it but like yeah. anyone that watches you for a long time period of time will get it and they are going to be engaged and i encourage anybody that hasn't seen Cody Ash go to YouTube and watch this dude fucking annihilate the drums through all these amazing songs and I will say you said this on the show that you don't overplay and that was one of the things that made me really really like it because first off you don't overplay but when you do hit those like fucking beautiful like little ugh like it's so meaningful and powerful and your drum sound is fucking rad dude so like I appreciate that let me preface this though. Uh, on my YouTube videos, I for sure um, 
I definitely do. I think I do a good job of like just playing to the song, but there are definitely parts that I was like, I'm for sure going to overplay this. But when, <laughs> when I was talking about the not overplaying thing, I was more so referring to like live. Um, right. Of course. I, I the think there is a difference. The there's, yeah. a, there's a division there. Yeah, I agree. In a drum, in a drum. Hold on. But if, if I'm watching as a plebeium, a four fucking minute drum cover, I want to see you do something, dude. So yeah, in that wanna... context where you have all these fucking dudes that are pulling out some Todd Sucherman shit within the first yeah. three seconds, yeah. like that, you don't need to do that. You don't need to be Mike Portnoy. You aren't that dude. You play with like that real, like you just play fucking yeah. strong and oh. hit hard. Like that, almost yeah. like that Dave Grohl hit hard. But like, again, like I want to say and I, I hope this is not an insult but no. almost like a carter beauford thing like when you do the fills it's like that's so attack i, I, I just it's I just so attack it, i just call it cody ash you know there you go right cody <laughs> ash but is the brand it's crazy that is the brand. um yeah man I, I i love it man i just i love playing i'm here for it um yeah. No, we've yeah, like, we have learned so much from you. Like, I, I'm amazed at how insightful you are. I mean, I knew you were amazing and you're such a genuine down to earth person and an amazing musician and a very insightful musician, but also just super intelligent. And you have so many great things to say. I mean, I'm just really excited for everyone that's listening just to tune She's in surprised. and really listen to this yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Drummer's smart. In- she did not <laughs> think that a drummer could be smart. And I understand that because that's a thing. Oh my it God. Is a thing. That's a thing. Hey, that is, that is, that is. I've heard that saying a whole lot. And some of us drummers, we, we, we're a character. I'll tell you that much. But yeah, and I mean, anybody that, that is listening to this and anybody that's just curious about me, uh, I, I might look like a super douche, but I, 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 love, I just love talking. I love meeting people. I'm, I like to have a good time. So if anybody ever sees me out in public, just please don't ever hesitate to come. Just say hi and give me a hug because – that's just me. No, that's amazing. I When right I met on. you, I could tell that that was totally who you are. And I, I love that because that's what I aim for myself too, is just, I, yeah. I love people and everyone's on a journey at a different yeah. point. And it's, it's really beautiful to meet people and to have a moment, you know? And so I, I think you're supposed to meet certain people on your journey too. And I, and, and obviously I, obviously me and you were supposed to meet that day and now, you know, look what came, but now we're friends and now this happened and, now, anytime I see you on the road, I'm just gonna come up and give you a big hug, and I'm yeah, gonna give you bo- your a shot of Jameson. hug, and we're gonna <laughs> drink alcohol, and it's gonna be beautiful. And I'll slowly shotgun a bush light at about <laughs> one fifth the speed. Hey, that's okay. That's okay. hey, you know what is if you if, as long as you will try the bush light, that is all that matters. There are so many. St- there's so Bush Light is the nickelback of fucking beer, and so many people are so quick to knock on Bush Light, not knowing that Anheuser Busch makes half of their fucking beers that they like. So get out of here! But <laughs> you are a genius when it comes to marketing. I mean, it's so many great one-liners. It's like, yeah, amazing. So good. Well, can I, I can I ask you on behalf of Corey and myself when Jelly Roll comes to Boston? Can we come? Can we come see you guys? Because I feel like we need to witness this. Like I mean, the way that Siobhan you guys have to. It's it's yes. a, it's an experience. It's a oh full my experience. God, please, hey, uh, I'll tell you right now. We're we're in Worcester. In uh, <gasps> we're in Worcester. Uh, April first. Right, next no week, shit. we're in Worcester in a, a week and a half. Oh shit! Yeah, oh my fuck. gosh! 
Whoa, bro. Uh, all right. Um, you guys have to go. April 1st. Yeah, right. you can't. All right. It's April in the calendar. Day. Please, all right, please dude, come. That, I, I, um, I, I will try to convince my uh, fiance to take a ride down to Worcester. That's my hometown, dude. If, if she doesn't, I'll be your date, Ben. Don't worry. Oh, actually, that's a great idea. Yeah, you idea. guys have to see it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah an absolutely I wanna, incredible I wanna, experience. I want to come see you, man. I, I love the Palladium. First off, that's where Corey and I first saw Star Set. So yeah. why, why, yeah, why did we see you there? Yeah, there a few times, yeah. Yeah, it's I, an experience. I, I literally just played. It's so funny. I literally just put. So the Palladium was the last show of the tour I was just on. So I played Palladium, oh, yeah. played Palladium on Sunday. And oh, my then, God. Uh, and then flew home last night. <laughs> and then Jeez. in a week and a half, we play Palladium again. <laughs> Go figure. Tour yeah. life. It never ends. You think it's going to change, but it never does. No, it just goes to show it. that Wister draws you back in that fucking vapid piece oh, of shit. We always end yeah, we always end back up at the same places. You, <laughs> you can never get away from it. Yeah. Cody Ash drums on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, check him out on YouTube. Check out Dev, uh, Devil's Cut. Uh, also, so much stuff going on. We're going to have every link in the description. Uh, and we definitely can't wait to see what you have Jelly coming up roll. next, man. Jelly Roll the Palladium, April 1st, which is probably past when this is going to be. Are we going to be able to release this on that time? Uh, no. No, this is going to be uh, after it. Spoiler. This gonna, no, this actually might be. Uh, this is the next the next two Sundays this is coming out. So this will be. This is episodes the day after the show. So we, it was a great but show, there, man. It was so, there'll, so, be a, so good. there'll be a tour. There'll be a tour with other dates that everybody should check dude, out. I am so they should check out your tour dates for sure. Yeah, it's like please. a religion, dude. You got you were so fucking awesome live. I can't even. I, it was great being able to hang out and like fucking chill with you, bro. Dude, I I it's been an honor and a pleasure being <laughs> here, man. It's it's been great. Shabon, obviously, you know I, I love the hell out of you. Corey, oh, ben, same. It, Corey Bennett, it's it's been so great. Talking our pleasure, man. It's been awesome. Yeah, we got we gotta we gotta line up our tour schedules and see when we're in the same place because I gotta see you in person again. Oh, it's gonna happen, and it's yo, gonna happen for sure. It's for sure happening this year, and um, obviously, if if you guys ever want me back on, please. Oh my god, we totally <laughs> will. We need we need, to, yes. we need to do more parts for sure. Oh, There's way more to man. cover. Part three, Thank you for part coming four, on, dude. Coming we really you. appreciate you. We, we, we will certainly be you. in touch, guys. 2020-D.com. <laughs> do all the things that you know, you're supposed to do, like like and subscribe. And we Cody will Ash everywhere. see you guys next time. We'll see you guys later. Thank you, as always, for checking out this episode of 2020. Please visit 2020-D.com. Like and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on future episodes. This week's throwback clip is from episode number 103 featuring Doc Coyle of Bad Wolves. Check it out. I'm kind of addicted to being wrong, right? Like when you, cause when you wrong, you learn something. And when you like, and I think when you're, when I was younger, I was like 24, 25, whatever, you, you have a very definitive view of the world. And then when you start to realize that you're wrong about things, you go, oh, okay. So I gotta like, you know, there's so much um, inherent biases that we have. So if I'm, let's say I'm Mr. Left Wing person, right? I'm, there's certain information that's going to be appealing to me because it reinforms the way I see the world, you know, uh, reaffirms the way I see the world. And there's certain stuff that if I accept it to be true, it would dismantle my whole identity. So I can't let it, I have to ignore the stuff that's, so when you start getting rid, rid of that and you go, actually, what I want to do is hear information that's counter to what I believe because it's going to make me, either it's, I'm going to learn to be true and I'll evolve and I'll expand my scope on something 
or it'll it'll kind of like make you realize, oh, I'm kind of on the right path and I have things figured out. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little, little taste of it right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life. Uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind podcast. <laughs>